It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Zach Taylor gives an update on Joe Burrow's outlook for a potential playoff return, plus many, many injury updates and some movement in the safety battle. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Bengals fans and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. I'm your host Jake Lisko. He's your host James Rapine. We've got a grab bag of topics today. A whole lot going on on the injury update front with the Cincinnati Bengals. And for those of you watching on YouTube, you just got to look at a new fun feature on James's shiny new camera. Some fireworks going on there. But we're going to start, James, what with is that? pause. What was that? We're not pausing the podcast. This is let's stay live. What was that? That was wild. You didn't do if, that on purpose. No, I had no idea. I did thumbs up. Does it like? Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's pretty cool. All right. Well, yeah. Give us a thumbs up on YouTube and subscribe just for that feature alone. Man, James got a new sure. camera. It reacts to his gestures apparently with. A green screen like fireworks effects. Today's episode of Locked On Bengals brought to you by the Game Time app, where you can use code Locked On NFL to get twenty dollars off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed with Game Time. And James, we're going to start today with Joe Burrow, as you can't get enough of your they, camera's fireworks feature. They shouldn't have given me this power. It's over. No, we'll have to do something oh, about that. So, what are you doing, Sony? Sony. <laughs> Uh, Zach Taylor met with the media on Monday, and there was a brief update on Joe Burrow, which to summarize, and James, I'll let you jump in, was they're still doing some investigation as far as what kind of surgery exactly will need to be done. And it doesn't sound likely that he would make a return if the Bengals were to make a playoff run. Yeah, I think I think there's some unknowns here still. And the the reason why is, if they could get this surgery done by now, they would have. I think he would have probably underwent surgery in an ideal world today. And and that's because obviously it's a Thursday game. You're evaluating Friday. You have the weekend. You, you figure it out. You get him to the, the doctor for a Monday. Well, they're still evaluating. They're probably looking at um, the, the different ways maybe to do the surgery. The best way for a pro football player to go through this specific surgery and um, so, yeah, it could be a little bit. I- I'm curious to see if Joe's around on Wednesday when I'm back in the building. But um, it's a bummer uh, about the playoff run idea. I-, I think there are a bunch of our our listeners, certainly Bengals fans out there, wondering it. And so it- it's a bummer. But Joe Burrow's season is over. And uh, as unfortunate as it is, I do think one of the things that stood out from Zach is how confident he is in Jake Browning, which we, we can get to later in the show but the the injury list over the past couple of weeks jake has just been long 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 
I don't know exactly where we definitely need to start. Let's start with the guy who uh, was a huge part of this defense for most of the season until he got banged up, nicked his ankle, and has missed the past couple of games, Sam Hubbard. I put to our subtext, shout out to everyone that subscribes in subtext, that he was trending in the right direction, that there was a chance that, that he would be able to return this week. And it feels like that's still on the table, that there's some good vibes around Sam Hubbard. We'll see if he's able to practice, but I, I do think he's getting closer, which is a good sign. Obviously, they didn't put him on injured reserve, so you'd hope to get him back before missing four games. I still think there's a chance he misses three. There's also a chance he suits up on Sunday against Pittsburgh. Get that long week. So hopefully yeah. you get good news on a bunch of guys. And we have, generally speaking, positive updates on a bunch of guys, at least as of Monday. We'll see what the injury report says on Wednesday as far as if there's anything that's going the other way that we don't know about. But Sam Hubbard was one. Declined to talk about his injury at his locker, where some reporters talked to him today, talked about his confidence in Jake Browning. So just uh, another teaser for a topic we're going to get to later, this locker room really behind Jake Browning and Zach Taylor, like you mentioned, expressing a lot of confidence there, but also got some some notes on T. Higgins, Cam Taylor, Britt. Chase Brown has been uh, cleared to return to practice. We'll see if he's activated this week or if he goes a Charlie Jones route of taking a week of practice before he's activated the following week. But uh, Chase Brown, a guy we talked about a lot as a young guy that we should see a lot of down the stretch. And I'm forgetting one injury that we had a note on James. Help me out. You mentioned Andre? Andre Yosavash was the other one, yes. Yep. It sounds like he said his words. I told, um, uh, who was it? Oh, Charlie with WLWT. Uh, told Charlie that uh, he was good to go this week. We'll see. Players, players say they're good to go, and then sometimes it's an extra week. But uh, it does seem like the outlook is positive. On, uh, on Andre Yosevash, which is big. I, you know, there's been a lot of talk about speed on this offense. The Bengals added two guys with speed, and, and hopefully we get to see more and more of them in Charlie Jones and Andre Yosevash. What was the update on T. Higgins, James? I didn't see much of an update on T. Higgins. Was there one? I, I think I think it's a we'll see. I don't think there's much, much else. Perhaps I misspoke. On T. Higgins. I thought that there was, there were some positive vibes on T. Higgins. So my apologies if I missed, missed something he, he, there. Got some wires crossed. No, I mean, he improved. I think Zach said he improved. It was the I, – I don't have any vibes. Like the vibes I've gotten around Sam, I can't personally share. I don't have anything on T. Um, I, I will say this. Initially, it felt pretty serious. So we'll see. We'll see if he's improved enough to be able to go. But – Again, not putting him on IR. I think they they left that door open for a reason. So uh, imagine if they could get T back and Hubbard back and Yosevash out there. It would feel – it's never going to feel complete the rest of the year, but it would feel better going up against a Pittsburgh team that is certainly beatable, by the way. That, that's that's part of how we should start this week. Pittsburgh Steelers are beatable. Oh, no way. Pittsburgh Steelers with the, the one of the most anemic offenses in the league? I I, uh, I joked, I was on a show on Monday, I said how, how prolific their offense was, and I said it with a straight face, and it took them a second for it to register. <laughs> Pretty good. Is it that Jake, let's go again. Yeah, yeah, people people don't people don't always get the, the, the deadpan delivery. Um, but generally speaking, just to, to circle back to the injury uh, topic, it's a bunch of good news. We'll see if guys actually get back to practice on Wednesday, like we said, but if Chase Brown can play 
would love to see him get a heavy dose of playing time the rest of the season. They that's probably the want him back in because that's their general approach to these things. But he was ready for an expanded role the week he got hurt coming out of the bye. It's something that all of the coaches, I think, that would talk about it on the offensive side of the ball, meaning not defensive coaches, did allude to his his role expanding. So if he's ready to go, expand that role, get a good look at him down the stretch here because he is one of those young guys that we, we've talked about should be getting a lot of reps. But just to reiterate the point again, if you listen to Sam Hubbard at his locker, you know, th- these guys aren't ruling anything out. They're taking a very week-to-week approach. Sam Hubbard did trip up a little bit. It was interesting. He said, you know, at, at the very least, if essentially carry positive momentum into the offseason. If not make a run, he's seen crazier things in the league. Anything can happen. So I thought that was a funny moment for, for Sam Hubbard where maybe he was a little bit uh, more transparent than he intended to be. But either way, the, they have a, they, they, they've adopted a week-to-week mentality throughout this season. We've talked about it a lot throughout this season, and that still exists. No doubt. And there's some honesty there. Sam was here pre-Joe. He knows what Joe means, you know. We all do. They all and that do. doesn't mean right. yeah, that doesn't mean that they can't win. I mean, they can win. Now, is there a, a limit to to where where they could get to most likely, more than likely? Yeah, of course. And and they know that. And that's why it was probably nice to have that mini buy to mentally reset, understand what you're looking at, understand what you're dealing with, accept it mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, all those things. And attack this week. And and that's what I, I think literally every fan, everyone listening, we certainly had to do from a coverage standpoint in a what the hell, man, no Joe Burrow. Like there's a lot. And everybody did that. And so we're ready to go. I think they'll be ready to go. And let's uh let's dive into the safeties because Nick Scott has taken a lot of criticism. Some of it fair, some of it I think a little bit overblown for uh what has happened to the Bengals defense. Let's uh, get to the elephant in the room. Has Jordan Battle won the battle? We'll dive into that coming up next. Today's show is brought to you by Game Time. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game Time is fast and easy, and it's the best way to buy tickets for all of the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. So maybe you want to see a little Jake Browning take on Kenny Pickett. Is Jake Browning the better quarterback in that matchup? Well, get to game time today. And even though it's the week of, I'm sure you're going to be able to find awesome seats because you can see the view from your seat before you buy. You know exactly what to expect when you arrive. And right now, game time is going to give you $20 off your first purchase. All you have to do is download the game time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code locked on NFL. L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-NFL for $20 off. Download game time today. Locked on NFL promo code. Last minute de- tickets. Lowest price. Guaranteed. Episode of Locked On Bengals is sponsored by BetterHelp. And the holidays can be a lot for anybody, not to mention a Bengals fan that is dealing with and processing Joe Burrow's season-ending injury. And whatever is going on for you, it's natural to sometimes have some sadness or even anxiety when the holidays come around, depending on what's going on in your family and all those things. And therapy can help you 
get the tools to deal with and process those feelings, BetterHelp is a great place to start. If you're thinking of starting therapy, BetterHelp makes it very easy to get started. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule with multiple different mediums with which to interact with your therapist. They've got a questionnaire matching system that will match you with a therapist that specializes in the areas you want to work on as well. And if it's not working for whatever reason, you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. You can check it out at betterhelp.com slash locked on and you'll get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash locked on. Jake, let's get to the safety battle and the news. And we talked about this uh, on Monday's show. The fact that Jordan Battle probably has overtaken Nick Scott in that starting safety role. And Zach Taylor didn't want to say it that way, which is smart. You don't want to lose the veteran in Nick, and, and certainly publicly. But praise Battle for his performance against the Ravens. Said he's going to continue that type of playing time moving forward. Read between the lines on what that means. Before we get to battle, Nick Scott has been like a punching bag online, and I'm not saying he's been good. I, I just want to say I don't think he's been the, the the sole reason why this defense has been so leaky this year. I know he's part of it. There's no doubt, and I'm excited to see battle. I think the default is Nick Scott on on defense and Cordell Volson on offense. It's it's wild how much it is, but I just I think it, it almost gets parroted across social media. Some of that's fair. I'll just nope. I'll just say that. Uh, both, I mean, any, no, I agree. It's just not yeah. all Nick's fault. It's well, not no, everybody I mean, hates Nick. Like everybody hates Chris. It's not everybody hates Nick, but everybody what, does right now, and I, I don't think that's fair. There's eleven guys on the field for both units. It's never one guy's fault. Never. When you're talking about the the course of a season now. The way that Nick Scott plays has not approximated the way that Von Bell or Jesse Bates played stylistically, consistency-wise, quality-wise, notwithstanding. Like, obviously, we're not talking about the quality of play when we compare them, but stylistically and what they can do for you is very different, Jesse Bates, Von Bell, versus what they've gotten out of Nick Scott. Jordan Battle, praise for his intelligence, praise for his approach to the game, praise for his versatile role. And, and long-standing role in a very complicated Nick Saban defense at Alabama, you hope that he can step in and give you some of that. I know he's a rookie, and you should probably still expect some rookie issues with Jordan Battle, but stylistically, you might get something closer to what approximates what Von Bell used to do for this team. That was the discussion around Jordan Battle when they drafted him. That's continued to be the discussion around Jordan Battle throughout his time so far in his young professional career. And we're a little bit later than, you know, you go back to our, our preseason episodes, James, like, oh, Jordan Battle over under week six, week seven. When's he going to take this job? We're a little bit later, but he did have a, a growing role throughout the season. And this seems to be the natural conclusion for that role. And you can have Nick Scott slide into a backup role. It maybe is where he's better suited. He's paid like a, a veteran backup, roughly speaking. It's not like he's getting paid a ton. Uh, but this is one where, think back to draft time, you and I thought that, Jordan, that, that Nick Scott and, and you know talking with Sands about it as well, who we'll, we'll have on to talk about some, some of these youngsters in a, in a 
episode coming your way very, very soon. But think back to the draft time. This is one place where we were not spot on about Nick Scott and, and him being a guy that made it so the Bengals didn't have to draft a safety. And, and here we are, they, they've drafted a safety and they've got a guy who can come in and potentially be an upgrade on the veteran they signed. And so just acknowledging that one thing that, that we missed the mark on, I mean, you and I, I think both were very convinced that a safety was not in the cards for this team. I don't know that it needed to be. That's the way the board fell, certainly. But uh, in, in hindsight now, knowing what we know now, that, that pick made some sense. Well, it certainly can. And, and we'll see. Battle's going to get his opportunity. And, you know, and he hopefully he takes well. off. No doubt. And hopefully he takes off and runs with it moving forward. He has. He's flash. You see it. Uh, I think that's that's what's tough about all of these rookies. Because if you don't see it from jump right away, like with Miles Murphy, maybe he ends ends the season with four sacks in the final five games, and you feel really good about his trajectory, right? You, you never know, and and that's what's tough to make these snapshot decisions. I, I will say, you're right. I, I thought Nick Scott would be able to to get it. I, I also think that uh, for whatever reason that hasn't happened, maybe it is because he's. Uh, just better as a reserve safety and in a, a special teamer. Who knows? What I do know is, is that I still don't mind the the swing for four million bucks a year. I mean, it's not like they're paying him a ton. Like, and 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 that's that's the going back to free agency. Why I think we were attracted to the the idea. Part of it is because it wasn't like it was a huge swing, and you spend eight million on a mid tier safety, and you let Jesse Bates walk. You went you went the value route alongside a first rounder and Dax Hill. Dax has delivered. We'll see if Battle can. But this is what a promising young secondary it would be, Jake. If you have Cam Taylor Britt, DJ Turner, Dax Hill, and Jordan Battle emerges. All of those guys, obviously, rookie deals, first year, second year, uh, day one or day two picks, super talented, won a ton in college when you look at what they were able to do. And uh, that would be it'd be quite a secondary. So hopefully Battle can take that next step and, and be a part of this foundation moving forward. And, and you mentioned Miles Murphy. Hopefully the same there. This is not on the topic of the secondary. This is a bit of a tangent. But I just decided to go look at Rashawn Gary because that's the guy that, that I've thought about a lot. There's some other examples, and Sands has talked about. I think Jason Pierre-Paul is another prominent example of a guy with tools who came into the league a little bit raw. And so I just went back to look at uh, Rashawn Gary's rookie season with the Packers. And he did have a couple of sacks early in the season in week three against Denver, his rookie year back in 2019. But he didn't start consistently getting pressure until week 12, week 13, week 14. So if we can see with potentially expanded playing time, right? Like we've seen from Murphy the last couple of weeks, if we can see him show a little bit more consistency down the stretch, this is something that we're watching to look for those signs of that Rashawn Gary-like future, which, you know, we've talked about the young guys that are worth watching. Miles Murphy, first-round pick, of course, uh, highly scrutinized first-round pick, fairly or not, uh, is, is a big re big reason to watch this team and, and get that player valuation in down the stretch. Yeah, I'm interested in all these guys. I didn't hit on Chase Brown earlier uh, much when we talked, but I want to see him. I have, I need to see 30, get 30, the ball, get him out there. And, uh, you know, there's a, a back we'll talk about on the show a lot this week and Jalen Warren, 
who if you watch Sunday football, oh boy, that guy, he's stocky, he's fast, he never goes down on first contact, and he runs super hard, and he's explosive. I'm not expecting Chase Brown to be that, but maybe he can give you a little bit of that over the final seven weeks of the season if he's back this week. So uh, with that, let's go to Jake Browning. I mentioned that there's confidence in Jake Browning, and there is confidence in Jake Browning, and it starts with him being confident in himself. We'll dive into the new QB1 coming up next. This episode of Locked On Bengals is sponsored by FanDuel. You can score early and often this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book, and new customers can get a $150 bonus bet allowance with winning any $5 money line bet. You think the Bengals are going to beat the Steelers? Keep that going. Win for Joe Burrow. That's $150 of bonus bets in your account if your team wins. And Hey, maybe, maybe that's not what you're interested in. Maybe you're at FanDuel already. One thing that stands out to me is right now, Caleb Williams minus 320 against the field to be the number one overall pick. We've got draft props already, and we are more into draft season than we've been at this time of year for the Cincinnati Bengals for Take the field. solid three years at this point. But if it's not that, spreads, players, props, overs, unders, over, unders, and a whole lot more. Like I just said, they got a bunch of draft props as well because it's that time of year for some teams. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get into it this NFL season. FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL. Today's show is also brought to you by Streetside Brewery. Beer is all they make. Owned and operated family and locally here in Cincinnati since 2016. They're award-winning. From pastry stouts to coffee, blonde, brown, ales, fruited sours. The thing I love about Streetside, they're always coming out with something new, something unique. They have 24 taps all the time from full pints to four ounces. They're going to have the size that's perfect for you, whether you want to taste all 24 or have a full pint of one of their awesome lagers or New England IPAs. I love Streetside, the variety, the quality, the fact that they are Bengals fans. Make sure you check out their pregame tailgate each and every week before Bengals games and Bengals home games this week, obviously they will be at 4003 Eastern Avenue in Columbia, Tusculum near Lunkin airport. And yeah, they'll have special giveaways and specials for that tailgate party. So get there for that or check them out Monday through Friday for happy hour four to six. It's not the West side or the East side. The best side is street side. We've been talking about confidence and Jake Browning for a few days now he's very excited to have an opportunity to start in the nfl on an offense with jamar chase and when he's back and healthy t higgins and a lot of money invested in the offensive line and joe mixon and tyler boyd and well tight end one tanner hudson of course there's a lot of talent that he's going to get to play with on this team and he's been in this system now for two years so it, it shouldn't be terribly surprising, I suppose, that the team throws their support behind him, given the tight-knit nature of the locker room. But some of the specifics, I thought that Zach Taylor in particular talked about, were very interesting. And I love the uh, story that I didn't know, that Jonah Williams and Jake Browning played high on the school. same high school football team, Dominant. winning the California State Championship by like 52 points or something like that back in the day. 
Yeah, they were dominant. And uh, I, I do think it's cool that they end up on the same team. Jonah will hopefully be able to block for Jake for a very successful seven games in the regular season plus, right? That would be the ideal. And um, I, I, I love that for them. I like that Jake's ready to play. It, like in his mind mentally, I think he's, he was bummed about that Monday night game deep down because he thought he was going to play and then he didn't and he was ready to go. And not that he was rooting for Burrow to be hurt. That's not what I mean. But personally, of course, he wanted to be out there. And so now he has a shot. And it's really, really hard to go from undrafted to practice squad to finally making a roster to actually starting games. And there's no guarantee he starts all seven, but he's got a chance to start seven games, put great film out there. And if he does, Jake, like Jake, as in Jake Browning, could solidify himself as a backup quarterback in this league for a while, you know, and, and on a roster and get that pension and all of those things that you think about doing that's what these seven games are and it uh could go a long way just ask brandon allen what happened when he came in for burrow just a, a couple of uh, you know that that houston texans performance on the road against deshaun watson leading the bengals in 2020 to a victory that helped him and and now he's got a bunch of years accrued and is in good shape so i, I do think that there is some confidence in him I think the offense could look a little different. He, he brings that more of a, a running style. He ran at Washington. And oddly enough, I watched a ton of Browning back in the day because they they obviously drafted John Ross, and that was John's quarterback back at Washington. So who would have thought that the Bengals' former first-round pick would be retired and his quarterback would be starting for the Bengals? Not yeah, that, that is a, a funny little quirk. That John Ross is out of the league, and now Jake Browning, full circle, is going to be starting a regular season game for the Cincinnati Bengals. Brian Callahan had some interesting praise for for Jake Browning as well, and and they're all going to talk him up, of course. So you know, you take everything with a little tiny grain of salt. But Brian Callahan always, with us, has been transparent and and tends to give you a little bit more meat to chew on in his quotes than other coaches do around the league. So. I mean, maybe we need to start taking them at their word. We'll see on Sunday, of course. But when he says, Brian Callahan, that is, that Browning and Burrow play the game similarly and you don't need to cut anything back, and your OC is saying that after Zach Taylor has said similar things, maybe there's something there from from a stylistic perspective. I mean, I still think that what I said yesterday is is the same and and they're going to make things easier for him. But, (laughs) Wow. If if you're not watching on YouTube, James is testing out the automatic graphics from his new camera, and two thumbs down apparently makes it rain, and it's it's Make dark it, and rainy it ain't money. Screen. It ain't not, money. Not, yeah, not in the money way. Because I would have snatched that money. Um, no, look, come on. I mean, it is. They they are going to be at their core like the same offense, but they will make it's things sure. easy. They'll take that, things that, off hit, off Browning's plate. That's what I think. Is fun. Like, of course, they're going to still use their core plays. And I think that's what Zach and Brian like. That's why they answer it that way, is they're not lying. But guess what? Nothing else is the same. I think they'll be under center more. I think that they'll take a ton off of Browning's plate. Burrow is, he's got everything on his plate. He is like, you know, Professor Clump at the the $5 buffet line. Like it's, that's it, what it's like. And, you know, they, everything is on his plate and he shoulders the entire load. 
Jake, it, it, it wouldn't be that way, and it shouldn't be that way. They need him to not turn the ball over, make plays when they're there, and that's kind of it. And it's, it's on them and, and the guys around him to do the rest. Like, if he does those two things on Sunday, Jake's done his job. Now everybody else has to pick him up and, and make sure that they score enough points and get enough stops for a win. That, that's kind of my expectation for him. I don't know where you're at. I just really simplified it. I know it's not that simple, but to me it kind of is. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. I think that the the big challenge is going to be the complimentary football aspect of things this year. Like this team at times has been able to get the clutch turnover, but as we've seen the last couple of weeks, the, the clutch turnover is not exactly uh, something that you can consistently come up with. And, and they have, to, to their credit, they, they've made that play time and time again to the point where it has felt sustainable and they're very good at taking the ball away. Just a couple of years ago, that was a huge point of emphasis for this team. And over the last couple of years, not in small part due to Jermaine Pratt's emphasis, this has become a team that's really good at taking the ball away from offenses. But, and maybe this goes back to some of that safety conversation earlier, the down-to-down consistency, the explosive play issue, the tackling issue that has kind of been recurrent and come and gone this year. If the defense can't step up and, and help out a little bit more than they have in recent weeks, and, and they did it against the Bills and they did it against the 49ers, which is kind of weird about this whole conversation, but the defense will need to play better. And against the Steelers in particular, and that offense that I, I know you'll talk about their running game this week, but that offense is bad. And that quarterback is bad. And it's the Steelers, so I'm not mincing any words. The defense needs to play better this week because, you know, if you watch that Brown-Steelers game, the Bengals might need to win in a similar way and really grind sure. one. Yeah, you shouldn't let Pittsburgh score more than 13. Give them three more. 13. There, I set the number early in the week. That's that's it. Turnovers, all of that stuff, that doesn't count. I'm talking about actual points, right? Yards don't equal points. points. Well, c- correct, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, defense can't control if TJ Watt goes off or something like that. But, yeah, I, I think it's uh, it's an interesting challenge. That's how they have to win is this defense – has to be more dominant, and and that's why getting a guy like Sam Hubbard back would be huge. And uh, we, we will monitor that. They're going to have to tackle Jalen Warren, and we'll have plenty of time to talk about that. But you mentioned Bengal Sands. He'll join us tomorrow. Join me tomorrow as you continue to travel. Uh, join me tomorrow, and we'll discuss all things youngsters. I'm going to ask him some offensive line questions with all this OL buzz on social media, so we'll do that as well. It's going to be good stuff. Always good stuff with Bengals underscore Sands. Mike Santagata. Really quick shout out before we get out of here, James. Uh, a fellow Canadian I met at my dinner tonight at an undisclosed restaurant in an undisclosed country. Covered my dinner. Said he would listen to the pod. So if you listen to an entire podcast, this is your shout out. Yeah. Man whose name I don't think I got. Thank you for covering my dinner and checking out the podcast. That's going to do it for this episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. Bengals Sands coming up tomorrow. Until then, thanks for listening. Who day and have a good one. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 